1: And we have some esteemed panelists with us today. Danny K. Davis, the Honorable Illinois Congressman of the 7th Congressional District, and America's Heroes Group Advisory Board member. We also have Cliff Kelly, who is a Vietnam veteran, co-founder, and host of America's Heroes Group, who is in the studio today. He has always been so busy, he's running around the country. (laughs) And we have Chauncey E. Spencer II. Son of the late Tuskegee Airman Chauncey E. Spencer and President-CEO of African Americans in Aviation Traveling Museum. Today's discussion is going to be the historical connection between the late Tuskegee Airman Chauncey E. Spencer and Cliff Kelly's family, America's Heroes Group in Aviation Traveling Museum and Congressman Davis's 7th Congressional District Aviation Program. So Chauncey, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, and thanks for having me on. Okay, I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell me what's going on with this.
2: Well, what we're doing is we're trying to enlighten people on the inclusion of African-Americans involvement in aviation all the way from World War I. uh, We know that aviation started with the Wright brothers December the 17th of 1903. We know that uh, Eugene Bullard is the first African-American fighter pilot who flew with the Lafayette Escadrille. In World War One in 1917.
1: Oh, great, great! Mm-hmm. And Cliff, you know, you had something that you wanted to say. Yeah, it's just first. Let me say
0: it's fantastic to be <laughs> back in the studio. Yeah. Uh, last year, I had uh, some serious health issues, and praise God, I am recovering. Thanks, yes, thanks. Yes. Uh, well, that's why I'm very pleased to be here with you, folks. Yes. Uh, I'd like to pay homage to my dear friend and co-host. Dr. Arnold, <laughs> for doing a great job co-hosting America's Heroes Group. Oh, thank which, you, know, you. Oh, thank absolutely. You. Thank you. A special thank you to my brother in spirit and dear friend, Congressman Danny Davis, for his continuing support of me, also throughout my illness. That's just great to have great friends. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Chauncey Spencer, the second, and I again share a special relationship. His late great father, Tuskegee Airman Chauncey E. Spencer, took me as a child on my first airplane ride. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what I, history I, is I that? I can still remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wow. Yeah.
1: So you just didn't have an ordinary American Airlines or uh, Spirit <laughs> airline travel <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first, you, had right. a, you had a bona fide pilot. Exactly, <laughs> I, had a real, I had a real
0: pilot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Chauncey, go on. What you, you were saying something about this whole uh, structure, and then we bring Congressman Davis in.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So basically, the analogy of it is, uh, in our classrooms, we're not studying that. We're not teaching American children. Uh, the inclusion of African-Americans in aviation, I'll test them and I'll say, how many people have heard of Amelia Earhart and all the children raise their hands? And I'll say, how many have heard of Bessie Coleman? And very few will. And the reason is, is that they don't teach it. And so I mm. felt like this is American history and the subject of aviation. This has nothing to do with race. This has something to do with technology. And so I thought that there was a need to do so. So I created a traveling museum to travel across the country mm. uh, to enlighten people and inform people that this is something that's absolutely necessary. It has something to do with race relations as well because it's a culture that's not being taught.
1: That is fantastic. I I can't think of this is something that people need to see. Often we don't, uh, you know, do the things to show how great uh, our people are. And doing Mm -hmm. that puts it in front of everyone's eyes, the entire world. It changes the paradigm of how people think about us about the collective consciousness of what it means to be us. And so doing that, I think, is a, is, is tremendous. I applaud you deeply for that. And Congressman Davis, you. you know, what are your thoughts on it? You know, you're the Honorable Illinois Congressman of the 7th Congressional District. I always have to say this. The the best uh, <laughs> person we have in the legislature <laughs> and someone who is in Washington, D.C., fighting all the time for us is not mm-hmm. just on weekends. Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, he's working seven days, 24 hours a day for us. I, I see Congressman David. Every time I turn on the t- uh, television, I see him in a march. I see him <laughs> in a protest march. And I'm like, yeah. and then he's out there voting. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I we're, said, we're, so we're, when, we're, when does Congressman Davis ever sleep? We're I, don't lucky think, to him. I don't think he does. We're lucky to have uh, <laughs> But we are so lucky we have uh, you, Congressman Davis.
3: Well, thank you, Dr. Arnold, for those kind <laughs> words that you said. Well, let me tell you, I am so fortunate. I'm fortunate, first of all, to know people like you. I was just thinking that, you know, when you stop soldiering and doing health care, you could really go into the communication business. <laughs> you've, you've done a great job filling in and coaching and all of that for Cliff yeah. and to know that Cliff is coming along, that just warms my heart. Yes. I, I I mean, I couldn't feel better to know that. And so Cliff, just keep on stepping. You're gonna step a long, long, long time. <laughs>
1: I'm <sure>. And
3: Glenda's <laughs> been doing so well. I mean, just mm-hmm. hey, it's really just great to be a part. Of, of this great period, one of my most prized possessions is my Tuskegee Airman jacket. Great, that the uh. Dodo Club gave me. Right, and I wear it every once in a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: My wife and I were walking down the street one day, and a young fellow was walking behind us, and he said, "Mister, Mister," <laughs> I said, "Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he said, was you one of the original?" And I said, original, what? <laughs> the original airman I say, what is, My wife said, "I told you, you was getting old." <laughs> I said, "No, nah, I wasn't old." Oh, that's, <laughs> funny. that's funny. I wasn't no original, but but no You know what, Doctor we have an aviation committee. Uh, That was really the brainchild of my chief of staff, Mm. Guillermo Romero. And we've been having great conversations about trying to get more African-Americans into aviation. We've had the president of United Airlines on with us, a black man, as a matter of fact, Bret Hart. Mm. We've had American Airlines with us. We just had the commissioner of aviation last week who's doing a, just an outstanding job, uh, Commissioner Jamie Reed. And and so aviation you know it's only about 2% of the pilots in 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 the United States are African American. Mm-hmm. And so creating an opportunity and we got a bill that we're trying to get passed that would allow the Pell Grant to be used to help finance aviation education. So I want to thank Chauncey mm-hmm. for the great work that he's doing. We had the museum out in front of our office the other day, and let me tell you, we couldn't get enough of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Glenda told me all about that, too. She said it was just great.
3: Yeah. And he's yeah. coming you, back. Mm-hmm. One of our churches have invited him to come back and put it on exhibit at their church, the Carter Centenary African Methodist Episcopal Church. And I understand he's going to make that happen. So these are just great times and we're having fun enjoying life and doing good stuff.
0: Well a lot of that's got to do with you, Congressman, because you uh nothing short of just great. You've done such great work as you continue to do, and that's just uh, I just feel so lucky about knowing you.
3: But uh, well, Cliff, you know, the United States government right now is doing such great work until sometimes I have to pinch myself and say <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I mean, the tax credit for children uh, that, you know, millions of families are going to be able to make use of. I mean, just for every month in the year. I mean, $300 a month if the children are under six years old and their parents earn $75,000 a year or less. Or two parents earn 150000 or less, and they got children under 17. It's either $300 a month or 250 for every month this year.
0: That's great. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? Yeah.
3: That's oh, fantastic. That's, that's, are you talking about fighting violence? <laughs>
0: Life-changing.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm best program I know is to have some money in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: arguments there, Congressman.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's an American heroes. let me tell you. I never miss a Saturday listening. <laughs> mm.
0: what, well, you know, one thing that I you know, hadn't seen, gentlemen, I've seen it now, obviously, otherwise I couldn't be telling you about it, but there is, uh, you know, a street named after the the uh, heroes, the, uh,
1: the Tuskegee. Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, okay.
0: Tuskegee Airmen uh, heroes. And, and uh, I was, um, it was funny, the first time that I flew was with Chelsea Spencer and, uh, you know, and... The first airplane ride. But uh, it was was interesting because of the fact that uh, you had to be careful. You could punch a hole in the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those Mm -hmm. were the old planes. Yeah. Where you had that cloth
1: uh, covering and all that. Yeah. (laughs) That lets you know how old I am. Uh, (laughs) No, but (laughs) he was only six months old when he went for that first (laughs) plane. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, Congressman Davis, what about the. you know this uh, aviation program that you know that uh, that you were talking about. How how does that run, and who's who's involved with the uh, in the program?
3: Well, we kind of got started because uh, I mean we've had people at my church uh, uh, who worked for the aviation department, yeah. and so we've always had a great deal of interest in in it. Sandra Reynolds and Hubert Worms over at Carrington Centenary AME Church. Mm -hmm. And they've always helped get people jobs in aviation, told people when there were vacancies. But Tiamor Romero's grandson decided that he wanted to be a pilot. And, uh, you know, he started going to school, taking courses. And I think that's when... We really kind of got deep into it and figured out and saw how much it was costing. And one of the reasons that many individuals don't get pilot training is because they just think it's too difficult and too costly and they can't put together the money for it. And so that to get more. Aviation training put back into public education. Many of the people who actually learn to become airplane mechanics and do other things in aviation, that's where they got their training. And so we discovered how few African Americans Mm -hmm. that are actually in this field and decided that we could do something about it. And that's when we created this uh, committee and these advisors. And every month we meet and we have people because we do it virtually and we have programs, colleges and universities and training programs from all over America Hmm. that be involved. And there is some opportunity, of course, Dunbar here mm-hmm. and, 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 and Olive Harvey. And, and so we're just really raising awareness. And we've got this field that we're introducing. And uh, Senator Baldwin from uh, Wisconsin, Senator Tammy Baldwin, is introducing it in the Senate, we're introducing it in the House, and we think that's going to help us raise awareness and hopefully get the bill passed so that resources become available for young people who want to look at aviation
1: Mm
3: -hmm. as a field of endeavor.
1: Yeah, because, you know, know my background, I'm a flight surgeon. I was a flight surgeon with the military and the Army. And uh, I keep telling people, you know, you know, we need to be uh, getting more involved as veterans in our communities and getting involved in programs like yours. So people should be, you know, looking at uh, assisting you in that who are veterans who, you know, who are in the mechanical field, in our helicopter units, uh, in, you know, especially in Illinois. And, you know, if you would like, I, I would be willing to uh, join your group, And to help with the uh, medical part, because there are a lot of aviation careers in medicine. So you have people who are, you know, aviation flight physiologists, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, occupations within that field, not just uh, flying a plane. So, uh, Congressman Davis, I'll I'll have to reach out to you, because that is uh, part of my passion. (laughs) That's
3: great. We will hook you up. Cause that sounds just like the Dr. Damon Earl I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So Chauncey, chime you in. I'd can. like to. Yeah, yeah Chauncey, right, you Mr. can. Charles,
2: yes. Yeah, I'd like to chime in a little bit. Well, first, uh, Congressman Davis, I definitely would like to be on that committee, but I want to be able to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Cliff Kelly and the family and how the Spencers know the Kellys. Uh, and it's an interesting quick story. Oh sure, um, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, Grover Nash was no ordinary guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Grover Nash, Grover C. Nash is the first African American to fly U.S. postal mail, and he lived with the Kellys. And when he ended up with his own place, oh. he told my father about a place which was the Kellys' house and Queenie Davis, who worked with the uh, uh, with the. Uh, with the Jones brothers, and that's how my father knew the Jones brothers. But my father, when when Cliff was a baby, my father taught him how to walk. He cut off a broomstick and Cliff would hold that broomstick and walk along with my father. And so one day my <laughs> father let the broomstick go and Cliff was walking with the broomstick without my father and realized he could walk. So wow. that's how Cliff learned how to walk. And the Kellys have always been in my family before my mother and father were married. My mother used to have to go to the airport on 87th and Harlem Avenue Mm -hmm. when she was 16 years old because her stepfather was an aviation enthusiast. He worked for the city of Chicago named Clyde Howard. That's my grandfather. Mm -hmm. But my whole family comes from Chicago, and that's how I began. And it's interesting that I had such a welcoming uh, at the congressman's office there when people flocked to me like they knew me all the time because evidently in my other life, I was there through my parents. And it was the Kellys that actually created that It was Cliff Kelly and Eddie Reed that allowed me to do an event at uh, the Savo Library, where they honored my mother, class of 1940, uh, that went to high school with John Johnson at the Savo High School. And so we did a reunion for her there. So it's always been the Kellys that have allowed me and given me a path to come to Chicago. So first and foremost, Cliff. I want to thank you, and I throw my arms around you from Detroit. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. It's a pleasure to do this. Yeah. So he
1: does the same. One thing, Cliff, that he really made me understand is that you have to you have to learn how to walk before you can learn how to fly. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I
3: hope somebody's writing that Cliff Kelly book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen. Let me mention this. Most of you probably know it. Many of our people do. Uh, the reference to the street is Interstate 57, which is named Tuskegee Airman Highway. Yes. Yeah, yes. a lot of people don't know that. It's I-57. Yeah. You
1: go all the, that's, all the
3: time. <laughs> right, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, I got this famous constituent, Dr. Bill Winston, who's a Tuskegee Airman, and he actually flies down to Tuskegee many Sundays after he gets through preaching here in Chicago, and he goes on down to Tuskegee. His daddy was a professor at Tuskegee. And, and so, of course, Dr. Winston is one of the foremost clergymen in the United States of America. Sure. And he's right out there at Forest Park. And, and I'm just delighted. Plus, the guys, you know, they haven't done it in the last couple of years. But they used to fly that little Victor Croswell and those guys would fly that little airplane over my parade that I have every year. We got ready for uh-huh. our 40th <laughs> annual back-to-school picnic and parade on the 21st. Yeah. And so, hey, if they listening, Vic, we still got opportunity for you to fly over this parade. <laughs> yeah,
1: great. I, yeah. I, loved, that. I liked,
0: loved that. I would, too. Yeah, great.
1: You know, if it wasn't for the Tuskegee Airmen, I wouldn't have had my career in the military that I'd had. And many of us wouldn't have had anything mm-hmm. that we did within the military because they set the stage. Yeah. I mean, they showed courage. Uh, they they went against uh, many of the things that you would face, you know, discrimination, all those things in the country, and said, you know, we're above that. We're supporting the country that we helped to build. Mm-hmm. And so they were part of this. The, the nucleus of many of the jobs that people take for granted right now that we can go and apply for jobs. But without those people breaking those grounds, breaking those barriers, we would still be back in time. True.
2: Right. And I may add on, I may add on, add on to that Chicago is the home. Of black aviation, because if it wasn't for Cornelius coffee there wouldn't be no Tuskegee Airmen. If it wasn't for Chauncey Spencer and Dale White mm-hmm. meeting with Harry Truman, there wouldn't be any Tuskegee Airmen. So all that comes from Chicago. The only reason they didn't train the Tuskegee Airmen in Chicago is because they wanted to keep them under Jim Crow, and they couldn't do that in Chicago, but they could do that mm-hmm. in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly how that worked. And I, that's why I go around the country making it straight that the Tuskegee Airmen stand on the shoulders of black aviators that come out of Chicago.
1: You know, do, you, do you have a website or someplace that we can go just to find out? I do. Out? You,
2: can, you, you, yes. you can go to www.ces-ii.com, which stands for East Spencer II, dot com.
1: Great. com.
2: And I'm going to be great. when airmen I get there, learning. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
3: I was just going to say in learning about the airmen, people will also know the great role that Tuskegee has played in development of the life of African Americans in this country, period. I mean, Booker Washington Mm -hmm. was was the black political leader in America for a good period of time and was the head Mm -hmm. of what was called the Invisible Cabinet when blacks didn't have nobody in a president's cabinet. Mm. Book of Washington and Mary McLeod Bethune were the leaders of blacks who were really pushing politically to be engaged and involved and have things work better for African Americans. So Tuskegee, not only in terms of the airmen, but in terms of all of the other things that happened, and between Book of Washington and, and Julius Rosenwald, they built 5,000 schools for yes. African-Americans in the rural South.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And Congressman Davis, you know, you know I listen to all the historical stuff and, you know, all those things in the past. They're so, so important. But we have some historical figures like yourself that are living right now. And people mm-hmm. have to realize that we make history all the time. So I am so, so, so always thrilled uh, to have you um, to talk to at all because mm-hmm. uh, the things that you do every day uh, make people's lives better, make make it possible for p- children to break, wake up in the morning and be alive. And so the things that you're doing, we have got to honor all the time. And that, that one website, again, was www.ces.ii.com?
2: No. No, okay. it's uh, www.ces-ii.com. And may I ask why I have Excellent. the floor? And, and also, we have to remember A. Philip Randolph. We have to remember, see, our young people don't know the real heroes. They know Martin Luther King, who was a the hero. They know Rosa Parks. But they don't know that they stand on the shoulders of people like the Reverend Vernon Johns. And I'm I'm from old school, and I was taught by the best. And so I make sure that our children understand that one person didn't do anything great in America there was there was generations of yes. great things in America
1: Absolutely so thank you we just ran out of time but I- thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode and
0: for more details visit americashg.org